You are now listening to The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. For more, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to The Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in with me today. We can have the very best diet program, the best exercise program, sleeping our behind off, but stress can absolutely demolish our health. According to a study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, Internal Medicine, that's JAMA for sure, JAMA Internal Medicine, they found that upwards of 80% of all physician visits today are for stress-related illnesses. Stress can break our bodies down from the inside out. Now, the question is, what's stressing most people today? What's the stress? What's going on? My wife used to say to my youngest son, Brayden, what's the fuss? When he'd be crying as a baby. But what the fuss for all of us? What's stressing us out? Well, a lot of people don't realize this, and you're going to hear this today, but even in relationship context, when talking about husband and wife, talking about partners working together and creating families, what often creates the fracture in relationships is finances. You know, there can be a myriad of different reasons, but at its core, it's the number one issue. It's the biggest stressor in our world today. It's a sense of certainty that we can struggle with. You know, struggling with money can really tap into our primitive parts of our brain. You know, the amygdala can create an amygdala hijack that's very emotionally driven and start to suppress or depress our logic. And it can become a very quick spiral. So again, it's one of the biggest stressors, yet we don't often connect it to how much this stressor can impact our health and fitness. With the Model Health Show, our mission is to have health and wellness in every area of our lives, to create a truly healthy, holistic life as a sovereign individual here on this planet. And we have the power and the right to do it, we're just often lacking the education. And so on this episode, we're going to really be diving into the practical things that we can do to improve our financial fitness. What are the simple day-to-day practices, the, the mindset behind things, the practices so that we can actually have an abundant level of financial fitness? Again, this is one of the most important things that's not talked about in the context of having a healthy, radiant, fulfilling life. But today, we're really going to crack the code and look at what can we do to be more financially fit. Now, just because financial fitness is a critical part of our health and well-being doesn't mean that our nutrition doesn't matter, all right? Now, we can get into these particular places where you know our finances might be really great, but our health is struggling, or our health is really great, but our relationships are rocky, right? So we want to be able to invest a little bit in all these things, just to be very simple and practical and stack conditions in our favor. With our nutrition, obviously today, more than ever, people are becoming aware of getting in more micronutrient-dense superfoods, right? So these are foods that have a plethora of nutritional factors that aren't found in the typical everyday produce that you might find. So we're talking about foods like chlorella and spirulina. Even though they've been utilized for thousands of years, still a lot of folks don't realize just how valuable and impactful they are when it comes to things like, we'll just say the chlorophyll density. Why does this matter? Well, chlorophyll-rich foods have been found, and this is a study, this was published in 2014 in the peer-reviewed journal Appetite. They found that chlorophyll can aid in weight loss and reduce the urge to eat 
hyper palatable foods. We're talking about these ultra processed foods out here on the streets. That's taking everybody out. All right, 60% of the average American diet today is ultra processed foods. It's out of control. What's one of the things that we can do to help to supplant these urges, these drives towards those things and take back control of our bodies, take back control of our palate is chlorophyll rich foods. The most dense sources of chlorophyll you're going to find are in spirulina and chlorella. And to take it a step further, a study published in the Journal of Endocrinology found that chlorophyll is able to improve the activity and release of glucagon-like peptide 1, which is found to be a potential trigger in helping our bodies to redistribute. So to release visceral fat and utilize it or redistribute it in a healthier way in our bodies. Really, really cool stuff. Again, chlorella is about 50% protein by weight and it gets its name from its chlorophyll content. Spirulina is about 71% protein by weight. So I'm saying this because it's also, both of these are rich in a variety of bioavailable amino acids. I get both of these combined together in a delicious green juice formula from Organifi. Head over to Organifi.com forward slash model and get 20% off their refreshing green juice formula. All right, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash model. Get these superfoods in your body. I'm telling you, it's going to take your health to another level. It's real health insurance. Far, far out of the domain of typical, quote, multivitamins. These are coming from bioavailable superfood concentrates. Cold process to retain the nutrients. And also, again, it tastes really good. Go to Organifi.com forward slash model for 20% off. Now let's get to the Apple Podcast Review of the Week. Another five-star review titled Truly Inspirational by F. Namlami. Sean, you have a gift. Your words inspire. Just binge listening to your podcast and loving it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for leaving that review over on Apple Podcasts. I truly, truly do appreciate it. And on that note, let's get to our special guest and topic of the day. Our guest has such a diverse background and he's seen success in so many areas, but there's a specific reason that he is ultra qualified to talk about this topic in a very practical way for all of us. Our guest today is Brett Johnson, and he began his career as a star quarterback at UCLA and Michigan State University, and later finished his career in the CFL, and also had a stint with the Atlanta Falcons. Shout out to everybody in Atlanta. Brett preserved his love and passion for football by coaching his son's championship football team as well. And now he continues to apply his love for coaching to his clients and staff. Brett, the other half of Team Johnson and Smarter Life Incorporated, has built several multi-million dollar lifestyle companies with his wife, Shalene Johnson, who's been a multiple time guest on the Model Health Show and has taught countless others how to do the same. Brett's money management is their family's number one stream of income above all revenues from their businesses. He manages the day-to-day operations for several of Team Johnson's businesses, including strategy, forecasting, production, agency management, event planning, profitability, logistics, and of course, shoe selection for his wife's outfits. Brett believes money should be working for you so that you have more time and freedom to do the things that bring you happiness, peace, and security. Let's jump into this conversation with the amazing Brett Johnson. Brett Johnson. Living legend in the house. <laughs> I don't know about that, but. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. It's good to be here. It's good to have you. Thank yeah. you for driving up this long trek. 
hey, come see me. We were talking about it earlier with with ways. Now you can just kind of like see the schedule. And I I don't I didn't hit my brakes even uh, through LAX. So we're good. That's fantastic. Yes, that's fantastic. There's this huge aspect of health and wellness that isn't talked about enough because, of course, we've got the fitness component, we've got exercise, we've got nutrition, we've got sleep, wellness, stress management. But one of the biggest stress stressors in people's lives is their finances. And I heard you say something really profound. You said that the mindset regarding fitness and health is very similar to the mindset we need to have with finances. So what do you mean by that? Well, I think that the both industries, financial and also, or your finances, however you want to state it, and your fitness, your, your health and well-being, people have it backwards. Because what happens is, People, it's, and it all has to do with the mindset, right? So what do you hear like in January, right after Christmas? People are all like, yeah, I'm gonna, lo- I'm gonna lose some weight and then I'm gonna get a gym membership. That's backwards. Go get the gym membership because the gym, by getting that gym membership, it's gonna hold you accountable to get your little butt in the gym so that you can start your fitness journey and your health journey. But people are always like, I'm gonna wait until this. And all that is, and you know this very well, that's just an excuse. And people do the same thing with money. They're like, I don't have enough money to start. Or like they just look at it and it's too overwhelming for them. So they just push it aside. It's the same thing. I'm too overweight or I'm not healthy enough. So I'm just going to push it aside. And they just let years go by. And it just keeps getting worse because they didn't change any habits. And they didn't, you know, they didn't focus on it, set goals and stuff like that. Mm, and that's profound. And this is the thing is like it's festering underneath the surface and it's going to keep popping up here and there, our lack of progress in that department. So today I really want to get some practical, simple things that any of us can do to really improve our financial fitness. And something that was, it changed the dynamic in my, in my relationship and in our household regarding finances. And it was this debate between debit cards and credit cards and what's ideal for us to be using. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Um, I'm a big believer in credit cards and not using debit cards. Um, there's, a, there's a lots of reasons for that. But the number one reason is, is security. Like when you get your debit card stolen, it's an act of Congress to get your bank to like retrieve that and figure out like where it got stolen and if you're going to get re- refunded for that. And, it, and you have to do a lot of the work yourself. When it's a credit card, you call the credit card company and you're saying, my credit card got stolen or whatever. And they're like, we're going to get you a new one tomorrow. What are the charges? We're going to take those off. I mean, it's just like, it's a protection thing, right? Then the next step is, is because of there's competition, all these credit cards have come up with cash back incentives to use their card. Now, we all know why they're doing that. It's because they want you to use their credit card so that you, with the hope that you don't pay off the balance at the end of the month so that you can even cure more. Because like you might be getting two or 3% back on cash back, but if you don't pay the balance, you're paying, look at your credit card, 16, 18, 25%. So that math doesn't work out. Yeah. So my policy with this is you gotta be disciplined, but there is no reason to use a debit card when you can use a cashback credit card. Now, people are like, I don't trust myself with a credit card. But you trust yourself with a debit card? So if you have $100 
in your account, in your debit card, and you're going to go get gas, you know I can fill up like $50 and I need to go get some groceries or something like that. Just put the $50 on your credit card, go home and link your debit card to your credit card and just transfer the funds. It's the same thing. But now you've just gotten back whatever, two or 3% on your $50 gas price. We're, we're talking about $50 gas. I don't know what car gets filled up right, these days yeah. with 50 bucks. A moped. Yeah, so get a moped. It's all over 100 now. But you see what I'm saying? So it, does, it doesn't make sense because for the person that's always said, I don't trust myself with a credit card, but you can pay it off every night mm. because of technology now. Right, the game has changed. We've got it right on our phone. Yeah, we don't have to wait for a statement. Like it, I can go transfer, if I made a big payment and I know my, I have that money in my debit card, I can just go transfer it. Or if I'm waiting for my paycheck or, or something to come in and I know I'm gonna have it, you just set a reminder, I'm gonna pay for it. So it's, 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 it's the game has changed with the apps being on your phone. So we've got two things. Number one, the security should be a clear winner here, especially again, everything is digital now and then this cash back phenomenon. Because for me, the thing that was making me hesitant was the fact that I know that credit card companies are betting against me, mm -hmm. right? And their upside is huge Correct. versus, I don't know what percentage of people are actually following this simple financial rule, which is paying off that balance. And they're just making so much money because people are incurring these charges that, because of the interest. Mm -hmm. But if we can just have that practice because this is this takes us back to fitness again yeah it's all discipline and habits i'm not going to say anything here today that's like i'm not a financial advisor i'm not going to give you any like you know crazy schemes because guess what just like the fitness and health there is no simple pill you can't take a pill and you know look like you with your shirt off you have to go and put in the work and if you want financial freedom you got to put in the work it's just like you're not i can't tell you to go put yourself $50 in this account and in two years you're going to be a millionaire. That does, that's not accurate. That doesn't happen. You, you have to set yourself up for success. And the only way to do that is to be disciplined with habits. And if you're not, if you can't be disciplined enough to not spend what you don't have, then you, you might need to figure out where that came from. Mm -hmm. And you might need to do some, you, you know, some therapy work because. If, if, if you're like a self-sabotager and, you know, whether you're in fitness or finance, there's those people, you, you know, those people that they make so much money, but they always seem like they're in debt or they're like struggling or, you know, or they go to the gym all the time, but there's not much results because there's something going on. Yeah. Well, we got we to gotta circle back and talk about that psychology because obviously that's the, all of our actions, all of our beliefs, the way that we think about money is based on our psychology, is based on our experiences, is based on our perception of things. So we definitely gotta tackle this, but I also wanna ask you about with the debit card, credit card phenomena. So we're, we're using credit cards. Mm -hmm. Now, there was someone that shared with me back in the day that carrying a certain balance helps to build your credit score, right? So I don't know if there's any truth to that, but what is the ideal method? Is it paying off our entire credit card each month or paying off the balance due? What's the best practice? For, to improve your credit score? Yeah. Um, so I'm not a credit score expert, but the general practice is, is that you can pay it off every single month. And that, that shows the creditors that you 
you know, you could pay it off. Plus, when you pay it off every month, there's an they will increase it, they increase the right. balance, right. which helps the score because basically the the way you get your credit score is like how much debt do you have to how much money income you have coming in. There's a percentage. That's why when they look at your house and you, you to you know to get a mortgage or anything like that, and when they run the credit report, they they want to look. That's why they're asking for your W twos. That's why they're asking for your 1099s. How much money are you making? Because they look. They're like, okay, this couple brings in one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but they're they have a, a a lease payment on a car. They have you know credit cards that are you know forty thousand dollars maybe maybe they owe the $40,000, that's all going against your credit score. Mm. So it's important to pay them off. That's not gonna hurt your credit score paying off. It just shows that you're, you, know, you have a good um, uh, track record. You do wanna make sure you pay your bills. That's like the number one thing. Like the worst thing you can do is like be late. Um, there's always good to like, there, all those free services where you can get your credit score, like ex Experian and those things like that. Those are good to like, you know, get on a subscription so that you can get things. So you get notified because they make mistakes and you know, like you, you all of a sudden you go to buy a house and you're like, um, you didn't make five car payments. You're like, I didn't even own that car. Mm -hmm. You know, they make mistakes and it will, will hurt your credit score. So, you know, make sure that you like understand where you can go and like look to see if there's any false, false stuff on your credit report. But the bottom line is, is if you're paying your bills on time, and you're not carrying a high balance on those credit cards, your credit score is going to go up. Yeah. It's again, very logical, very simple. Yeah. But you know, for somebody like myself, who's coming into this area of life with not just no knowledge, but negative knowledge, right? I remember getting my first credit card. I was walking around campus at my university and they're just, they got the tables out, right? They, I remember they was giving out free t-shirts. One of them was like a Cartman t-shirt, was like college, it said college on it, right? Cartman from South Park. And which that should have been a red flag, right? Mm -hmm. getting, getting this particular t-shirt. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, so they're just like, they, they understand that we don't really know, especially being young college kids, if we're not getting this background, Correct. that we're going to pr probably make a, a decision that we don't really understand. And so I got a credit card, ended up shooting like right through that balance quickly and just struggled yeah. to pay pay it off constantly. All of us did that. Yeah. We all did that. I mean, I didn't get my wife and I Shleen did not get like serious about investing and getting things in order until 2006. Wow. So we were married 9 years before, you know, we got we got after it. Now, um I don't mind telling you, 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 you know the story. I had a huge gambling problem and that caused, you know, we were making money, but I was also gambling it and, and putting us in horrible situation. So we, um, we've talked about this on, on the Shalene show on Shalene's podcast. We were over $400,000 in debt. And so, you know, we, we tell people like, you know, it can be done. And in 2006, I mean, we got out of debt fast because we put together a plan. Like once, once you know, I went to therapy to you know solve some of those issues of why I was gambling. Um, interesting thing, I still do all the finances for our family. I still invest, so I'm still in control of like where the money's going. She knows where it's all at, but it's I just kind of refocused my 
numbers and my addiction to a healthy addiction in terms of like, I want to learn everything I can about investing, saving money, making our business grow faster. And that's what I do. Yeah. And it's been insane since 2006. This is insane is, is like not even the word for it. You know, you guys, this is the reason I wanted you to talk about these specific things, these daily and weekly and monthly day-to-day -day practices. And 2006 wasn't long ago. Yeah. It's 16 years. Yeah. I mean, we got people listening right now that are, you know, in their late 20s, early 30s, mid 30s. I mean, you could be very successful with a, with a good investment portfolio and get yourself straight. I mean, by the time you're 50 yeah. and you still have your you know, whole life in front of you. It's funny you're saying about the credit card is that m one of my credit cards that, that I have that I've always had is American Express. Mm -hmm. And it says right on the bottom, member since 1990. Jeez. Yeah. Oh my God. So whenever I, so whenever I call them or something like that, they're like, thank you so much for being, and it's like 1990. Yeah, I was a baby. Yeah. I was a baby at that, that was time. Th that 32 years ago. Yeah, man. You we, was out charging into the game in 1990. No, we got the, we, interesting story. So American Express was running this deal. If you were in college and you purchased a flight home, you could get the second flight for half off through your American Express card. So, if, if, so, so when I transferred to Michigan State mm -hmm. and met Shalene, we came home for spring break. Mm -hmm. So I paid for my flight and hers was half off because we got this credit card. And that's why we got the credit card. So back then we got it because there was a benefit. Yeah. And American Express is great too because you have to pay it off every month. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. And also they're really great about balances, increasing your balance. Yes. I was shocked. Oh yeah. Shocked. How much? Oh, they were just like, oh, well, just in. I was like, really? Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the, my other credit card. So we have one for American Express is for our our personal and for our our team Johnson. Now, I don't um, encourage you. Your accountant won't tell you to put your business on your personal card, but we've always done it that way. So he was like, as long as you've always done it that way, you don't need to change because there's a consistency there. And then for our other businesses, we have another. Visa card, and it is a cashback card, Capital One. This speaks to also, just like with fitness and health, the individualization of things mm -hmm. and paying attention to works, what, what works best for you. But there are some consistent holistic practices. And like I said, I wanted you here to talk about this because you've been through so many different aspects of what finances can look like. Literally, we're talking almost half a million dollars in debt to having one of the most successful businesses in marketing and in 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 the fitness space mm -hmm. as well. And also doing this while still loving each other and yeah. having a family. Yes. You know, Balance. that's that's the thing that is so unique about you guys that of course we really resonate with because yeah. for us it's a big part of my life is my family. Like yeah. I really, really You wanna I be there for the, yes. for everything. You wanna be there for for games and you wanna not be like so attached to your work. And you know, that's why we teach so early like multiple streams of income you know how how you know, you know working on one stream at a time not trying to like spread yourself too thin right it's the same thing with fitness though you i i th i thought driving up here there's so many correlations it's like okay what's when you hear people talk about like you got to be diversified right well that's the same thing in fitness 
you can't do the same thing every single day in fitness and get results. If you just if you just ran every single day, you're not going to develop muscles. You're not going to. It's just it's just a different thing. The best, the most healthy people are the ones that are diversified. That are doing you know if they're lifting, they're lifting like their whole body. You know, they're lifting different body parts. They're also doing some cross training. They're also doing this. They're also getting, you know, massages. It's all part of like the health game. Same thing with like finances. You, you, you know, you have to have multiple streams of income. You, you have to have some real estate. You have to have invested in the stock market. You have to have retirement plan. You know, you have to have all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that you, so money's kind of growing even when you're not, I mean, that's, that's the ultimate dream is as, as entrepreneurs is that, you know, have your money growing when you're spending time with your family on vacation or at the ball game or whatever, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. And this time in human history has taught us this lesson more than any other. And if you don't get this lesson right now, it's, again, just having that one stream of income, which for a lot of folks is going to their job. They're exchanging their time for money. Correct. And all of a sudden, that job doesn't exist anymore. That job lays you off. That job, you know, you're, you're let go. Downsizing. Or downsizing. Now what, right? And so instead of having some other, and again, it could just be a small thing, a small, you know, maybe you have some merchandise. Maybe you have an Amazon store, which yeah. by the way, you could, anything on Amazon, they have an Amazon's associate program. Correct. You could sell anything on their site and they'll pay you, right? Re resell, go to garage sales and like the Gary Vee was doing and find find bargains. One of our customers, one of our um, Marketing Impact Academy people, they're, um, they, they flip, they, they're market flippers. They literally have a, they travel all around with their family. They buy, they buy stuff for 50 bucks that they know that they can flip for a thousand bucks. And they've created a great life that way. There's like endless possibilities, especially again with technology and our phones. Yep. There are people, you know, making you know, maybe it's an extra few hundred dollars a month, a few thousand, millions of dollars mm -hmm. by utilizing this technology. Maybe, again, it can just be digital content creation or, you know, affiliate marketing. Affiliate marketing. There's so many different things out there. Um, it's so important um, to teach, especially our young kids. It's just, it's a, it's a shame that they don't teach this in school. Like they got rid of like PE in most elementary schools, right? So there's not, they're not doing any activity and we already, we don't want to go there with what our youth looks like right now in terms of weight gain and all that kind of stuff that's going on. And, you know, just the fact that just getting out and running around what, what that does for your brain. Um, but then we don't teach, I think there's only like, I, I'm going to be wrong on this, but it's under 15 and I want to say it's only 11 states in the united states that require a high school form of like finance class that they have to take a semester of to like graduate from high school like what how is that not like required in every single state and it's like taught for not just six months it's taught for the entire year you can't i mean to throw kids out nowadays at 18 or 19 with no financial well-being is is ludicrous yeah, I, I, I remember having like a life skills kind of course, you know, it was kind of like a pivot with the home economics. Yeah. And so it was just like, they, they tell you about checking and savings and then they teach you how to write a check. And I didn't have a check. My mother didn't, she, my mom's face is probably up at the banks as most wanted <laughs> because that was my reality. The payday loans, yeah. like I come from that. And yeah. this is, so I want to ask you about this. This is really the most important thing, you yeah. know, again, 
We're still talking about tactics here, but it's that inner psychology to getting us to do the tactics. You know, I grew up in a situation where, you know, we were constantly behind the ball. Like I moved, I think I counted maybe like 11 times mm-hmm. because something happened with my mom paying rent, my, mm-hmm. my mom and my stepfather. And so we were moving around a lot, again, having issues with, you know, checks bouncing, going from one bank to the next to try to get a new account, to being banned from the banks, to doing the payday loans, yep. to just constantly hustling. Mm. And so I would hear these, I would, number one, I would obviously see it yeah. in my environment mm-hmm. and living in poverty, which in the United States, I always get as caveat, caveat. And poverty in the United States is very different from other places in the world. Correct. Like you still got a TV, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I might've got the Nintendo like a year later, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. we still, there's levels to it. But you know, I would hear these things from my mommy, certain phrases like, do I look like I'm made of money? Yep. Money doesn't grow on trees. That I'm sets. broke as a joke. That was my mom. That was like her, that was her motto. You know, that like, sets mom, in your brain. That's your mom. Yeah. And that sets into the, the child psychology right off the bat. And there's so many people. It's the reason why I've kind of pivoted and started talking about it a little bit more because my DMs on Instagram are filled with like young adults, even older adults um, that are like, please help. I have no idea. I have some money in my savings, you know, which is the worst place to have money in the savings account. Like why? Why would you put your money in a savings account? There's no percent interest. There's other places that you can put your money and it's still liquid and you could get a little bit of percentage. You know, I would rather get 2% than 0%, right? Um, like, like what? Wealthfront. There's all kinds of Wealthfront. Wealthfront.com is a, they're at 2% right now. Um, they used to be higher. They do fluctuate with the interest rate. So when, um, when COVID hit and the interest rates went to zero, nobody was giving parked money. So if you had a, so um, I, I teach that you should have an emergency fund, right? An emergency fund is, I say that it's any, anywhere between one and six months of income that you need. Well, in, and I'm talking about income to live, mm-hmm. not your Starbucks, not your, you know, going out to dinner, but your food, your shelter, that kind of stuff. Insurance, what you add those up and then you start putting aside like, you know, what you need to feel comfortable. I say one to six because I, I say once you hit that one month mark, let's say, let's say your number's $8,000 and you have $8,000 saved up in your emergency fund. I want you to, I want you to keep adding to the emergency fund, but I want you to, I want you to add more to your investment. So there's like kind of a balance, get that first month, you know, down because that's security that feels good. So would the emergency fund be in a savings account? No, it'd be in Wealthfront because it's making interest and it's still liquid. What is Wealthfront? It's, um, Wealthfront is, they do all kinds of stuff. It's, 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 it's like a bank, but a bank that you don't walk into so that you can do all kinds of things there. You can, you can have uh, different portfolios there. You can put um, your retirement, everything. It's just a, it's just a platform, but what they want to do is they want your money. They're going to give you a little bit more percent than what a bank's going to do. And they're, they're using that money. They're using your money while it's parked there to make more money than 2%, but that's okay. I mean, the money's guaranteed. It's safe. It's insured. Um, but you are making a little bit of extra money. So why would you put your emergency fund in a savings account when you can get access to it from Wealthfront and get 2%? Yeah. And you just said that they're using your money, but I, I don't think everybody knows that banks are using your money as well. Everybody's using your money. Yeah. 
So, I mean, when you put $200,000 down on a house and I know your, I know your show is worldwide. So when, when I say 200,000, that would be 20% down on a million dollar house, which is very, we're, we're sitting here in um, Southern California, which is still not that big of a house. And I understand that. I don't want to, I don't want to demean anybody across the country, but the average house in America is just under $400,000. I think it's 395 right now. That's the average. So you know, um, I like to work with whole numbers, especially when we're doing a podcast here. So, you know, a million dollars, you put 20% down, that's $200,000. What do you think the bank's doing with that $200,000? You think they're just like letting it sit there? No, they're going to loan it out to other people and making more money off it. Banks make money when they're loaning. That's why the banks right now are a place where people are investing because the interest rates are going up. When the interest rates go up, banks make more money. All right, so we, <laughs> we, just, we just dipped into another great like this is super valuable this simple practice instead of having our money sitting in a general checking account or a savings account wealthfront.com or something of the like yes. but i want to ask you again let's kind of drill into like how can we change our psychology our our mindset around money when again we've had well, we'll just say you know bad habits or poor habits for so long how do you actually flip on those switches in your mind to get you to start making better decisions. First off is you have to identify that you have that mindset. Yeah. Yes. You have to you have to identify that it's not my fault, but for whatever reason, my parents, my upbringing, whatever, put this mindset in that's like that money's kind of scary and like it could be gone and there's you know, all these different, like you just said, like, you know, money doesn't grow on trees and, you, you know, that kind of thing, rather than a parent that said, you want to buy that? Okay, let's sit down and figure out how we can earn money to do that. And, and putting that mindset in where there's always a way we can go sell something, we can go get a job, we could do all those things that, you know, have different streams of income to be able to earn, um, earn the money. and. I think once people identify that they have the mindset of like scarcity, they have to um, have little wins, right? In order to, you know, one, if, it, if it's a huge problem, I'm a huge proponent, so are you, therapy. Like th there, there could be something that's underlying there that you need to like resolve and like talk about and like, why is it so scary to you? Like, it, you know, what does it, what does it mean? Maybe your parents didn't have money, but why, why is that affecting you so much? Because you, you're, you're your own person. So therapy might be an, an option, but just like little wins, just like when we're talking about, I want to take this back to the health, like when you go in and you see like results, like you, like you, you've been lifting for two weeks and then all of a sudden, like you go back to do another three sets of 10 and you're like, I'm stronger. Or all of a sudden you put on a pair of pants and you're like, I'm a size down or whatever the goal is, you, you know, I'm, I'm looking in the mirror and things are changing. So those little small wins start to add up. And it's the same thing with like with your money. So you start to save, you put a goal. You're like, I, I have $2,000 on my credit card and I want to get rid of it. And you put yourself in a position to win, meaning you set aside money. You decide like, I'm not going out to dinner until this thing is paid off. You give yourself, you know, a job to get that thing down. Once you make that win, 
sometimes that's all you need is just that one win. And it triggers like, oh, I can do this. I can do this over and over and over again. Same thing with fitness. Same thing with fitness. As soon as you said awareness, it knocked over a series of dominoes for me. Because with that awareness and you, be, and you actually skid face to face with, you know what? I have, a, I have an issue with here. I'm lacking it. I'm lacking, a, I'm lacking understanding in this part of my life. The next part is let me learn about it, right? Let me get educated and learn a little something about it. Because what can happen with fitness is we, you know, we see, okay, I've, I've got a problem. I'm pre-diabetic now. I'm, you know, struggling with my energy, all these things. If we don't get educated, we can be educated by the marketing machine around us. And next thing you know, we're sipping on these nasty slim fast shakes trying to get in shape versus like, you look for the easy let, me, let me invest in education and, and get plugged into people who actually know and care. Mm -hmm. And that's again, why I'm glad to have you here. Yeah, and I think too, the one thing that I think is very important with finance, where, you know, a lot of times in the fitness industry, you might need somebody to like push you a little bit, you, you know, to like, you know, with a trainer or somebody like that to get you started a lot of knowledge. So you don't hurt yourself. Um, with finance, I think it's really important to take those baby steps and get those wins yourself to prove it to yourself. Like I can do this because the fact is if, if you have a tooth, let's say you have $2,000 that you want to get rid of, of credit card debt, or you just, you want to get rid of that $2,000. Cause it's like hanging over your head, right? You're not going to go hire somebody to help you get rid of $2,000. You're going to, you're going to have to do it yourself. So, you know, you have to, and when you do it yourself, it's just like anything else. It's like, it's pen to paper. It's like, figure out your, you know, I tell everybody first step I have anybody do when they're trying to figure this out. It's like, Pull up your debit card, your credit card, and pull all those statements, your bank statements, and go through one month. Every si I, I'm I'm wealthy right now. I'm, I I I have enough. We have enough money, right? And we like to invest and we like to do nice things. I still to this day, every single month, go through those. Mm. Do I have to? No, but I do because I find stuff. Mm. I find stuff that. Um, you know, maybe we, uh, decided that, oh, here's a perfect example. We we're going to have a giant zoom call webinar over 3000 people. And for our listeners, zoom has different levels that you have to pay for. And 3000 is a marker, right? So you can, you can get a, you can get a zoom for under 3000, but to go over 3000 costs a different amount of money. And it's a monthly service, right? So we've upgraded for the month. Now, if I don't remember that, then the next month they're gonna charge us the same amount and we don't have that type of webinar. So in order to, you know, there's yeah. a lot of things going on in the world and people forget those kind of things. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden now you're paying, you know, $4,000 for the next month and you, you don't have any Zoom scheduled. So you're out four grand. Or whatever it might be. But so that's one of the reasons why I do it. And I catch that stuff all the time. And subscriptions are huge. You know, um, you sign up for something thinking that you're going to do it. And then all of a sudden you're like, maybe there was a trial period or something like that. And you missed the trial period. And all of a sudden, three months later, it's like $9.95. You're like, I don't even use this thing anymore. I've had people like in one night, like save $300. But that's not just $300. That's $300 times 12. 
Right. In the year. In the, for the year. Because wow. if they didn't look at it. So I always tell people to start with that. Like, look at your statements and stuff like it. Figure out where you can, where there's money just flowing out that you don't, you, you, know, you don't need to do that anymore. And then all of a sudden, you also start seeing your spending habits. You know, my daughter just the other day, she's, you know, living on her own and, and, um, and she texted me and they're both, my, both my kids have, um, very good money mindsets. They're both multiple streams of income people and they're, they understand that they both have investment portfolios with E-Trade and, you know, they, they understand that stuff. And she texted me, she's like, dad, I just deleted my, um, Instacart app. I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah, I was. I was look. I I I do exactly what you said. I I looked at my last two weeks, and it was crazy. I like doubled my order because what happens is is when you go to Instacart, you're like maybe I need like some, you, you know, some chicken or something or whatever it might be. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're ordering like 15 things. It's like when you go to Costco, right? And she noticed that she deleted it. She just texted me back two weeks after that. She goes, Dad, it's down. It's 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 down like 50 percent. And she's like that's money I didn't like, I didn't need to be spending. And so getting in that habit, it's just a habit for her now. It's not rocket scientists. Like anybody can check their stuff, download their, their, you know, uh, bank account. There is absolutely no reason why you can't do what I just said. There's none unless you just decide I don't want to do it. Sunday afternoon, do it. So do, do you do it on a certain day each month? Yeah, I, I usually pick a Sunday when mm -hmm. it's just like, it's like casual. Mm -hmm. It's easy for me. During football season, it might be like a, that Sunday night football game. And I just download it right on my, you know, I just look on my laptop. I just put them up. I just scroll down. I know what I'm looking for, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and I catch a lot of things. Um, I catch a lot of things with our business in terms of, um, you know, credit card processing. I, um, at the beginning when we were down, when we were in debt, $400,000, I, you know, we, we used to, like you said, we, we had a fitness company and we used to do DVDs, right? And, and I figured out like, oh, wait a second, we are ordering these DVDs at 10,000 every quarter. So that's 40,000 for the year. So I just went to the, to the company. I was like, what if I buy 50,000 of them up front? Price got cut in half. So instead of paying for that, you know, I think they were like a dollar a piece. So so instead of paying, they were, no, actually they were $2 when I was paying them for 10,000 10, 10, at a time. And then when I went to 50,000, they were only a dollar. That's $50,000 savings. Mm. So you do that, you know, and that's a business and stuff like that. But, that, but you can do that in your, your household stuff too. You know, you can do that with insurance. You can do it with lots of things. Wow, this is awesome. I would... I would encourage people, especially if, again, if they don't have this habit, creating structures mm -hmm. that make it make it real. So, for example, maybe it's Money Mondays, right? So you got the first Monday of each month. Put on your calendar. Mm -hmm. Put on your calendar to just focus on checking in on your finances. And of course, you know, having a business, you can maybe have somebody on board or an account or somebody who's looking into this stuff yep. with you as a teammate. However, again, with money, be, it's kind of like same thing. No one else can do your push-ups for you. Correct. With your finances, you still want to keep your finger on the pulse of it. 100%. Because, you know, you, there's been many stories where an accountant or somebody else is missing something or not doing what they're supposed to do, and you're left out of the loop. And again, that stuff can go on for months. 
Yeah. And um, so I, I want to ask you about this. You said, uh, you said the word insurance earlier. So I want to ask you about what about investing in things like life insurance? Okay. So life insurance is, is one that I've been kind of studying right now. Um, and here, here was our philosophy with, with insurance, with life insurance. So at the beginning, when the kids were young, we had like a term policy where you just, it was, we were both, Shalene and I were young. We're in our twenties. We took a physical, our insurance was so low, but it could pay off the houses. It could pay, you just make things comfortable. If something were to happen to one of us or both of us, right? And then about five years ago, I was like, this seems kind of a waste because we have more money than we have expense, like things out there. So if something were to happen to Shalene or I, there's enough money that, you know, things would be paid off. There's equity in the house. Like there's just, it's just not there. So, but insurance, I think is really important. Like life insurance is, is important, especially for the, for the young, for the young couple that married. And if something were to happen you know, a major, you know, death or, you know, something like that. But so I was, I've been researching this a little bit and there's this program called MPI. MPI is a program that a gentleman by the name of Curtis Ray took like loopholes in the insurance space that was only granted to people with extreme wealth. So what happened was, is there was, um, before he invented MPI, you could only qualify for this type of insurance if you had $5 million liquid or not. So how many people do you know that have $5 million liquid? There's not a lot of people around there just sitting around, I got $5 million liquid. So he spent three years with, uh, with a, insurance company that's been around for over a hundred years, AAA, everything is, everything that he does is, you know, on the up and up. People should, I, I encourage people to go look at MPI, Curtis Ray. I have no affiliation. I don't get anything from it, but I've been, because I, what I've wanted to help people are young kids, young adults, people in their twenties, just starting out and entrepreneurs. Those are kind of our two sweet spots that, you know, we work with a lot having two young kids and then also just our business we're working with entrepreneurs all the time and this insurance policy it is a life insurance policy but it's also an investment platform where you're investing money it's compounding over time and it's growing and at a certain point you can actually take money against it so you can borrow against the plan it's it's an amazing it's an amazing platform to look at, I encourage anybody that doesn't have life insurance already looking for new life insurance, somebody that doesn't have any investment portfolio, somebody that's just like listening to this right now and like, I don't, I don't have a, I don't invest money in anything and I don't have insurance and I don't have a retirement. I would look into this. It's, it's, um, there's millions of YouTubes and he's all over social media and, um, it's a good platform. Now, just like with anything else with investing, you have to have time. So the more time you have, the more lucrative it's going to be, obviously. 
So if you so if if somebody goes into a plan like this where they're investing every single month a, a, a portion of their salary or their income and they're in their 20s versus us who are in our late 40s early 50s obviously the advantage goes to the younger person so it's one of those things that it takes time it's not, there's no quick you know get rich get rich quick schemes and he'll tell you that it, it takes time and then the other portion of this plan is it is life insurance so you have to pass a physical so those are the, you know those are the two aspects but it is a good compounding vehicle. And if you don't have um, insurance or you don't have some kind of retirement plan, it's a good program to look into. Awesome, awesome. Got a quick break coming up, we'll be right back. Few people know that regularly drinking coffee has been shown to help prevent cognitive decline and reduce the risk of developing Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. This attribute referenced in the journal Practical Neurology is yet another reason why intelligent coffee consumption makes the list of best neuronutritious beverages. Another study featured in the journal Psychopharmacology uncovered that drinking coffee has some remarkable benefits on mental performance. The researchers found that intelligent coffee intake leads to improvements in alertness, improved reaction times, and enhanced performance on cognitive vigilance tasks and tasks that involve deep concentration. Now, why am I stressing intelligent coffee intake? This means acknowledging the true U-shaped curve of benefits and not going ham on caffeine. The data clearly shows that some coffee, a cup or two a day, and the accompanying caffeine is a great adjunct for improved mental performance. But going too far starts to lead to diminishing returns. So we wanna make sure that we're getting an optimal intake of coffee, and again, not going overboard. But also, coffee is best when it's not coming along with pesticides, herbicides, rodenticides, fungicides. These chemical elements are clinically proven to destroy our microbiome terrain. So destroying the very microbiome that helps to regulate our metabolism, regulate our immune system, the list goes on and on. Obviously, we wanna make sure that those things are not coming along with the high quality coffee that we're trying to get these benefits from. And also, what if we can up-level the longevity and neurological benefits of the coffee by combining it with another clinically proven nutrient source? Well, that's what I do every day when I have the organic coffee combined with the dual extracted medicinal mushrooms from Four Sigmatic. And if we're talking about optimal cognitive performance and the health of our brain, the protection of our brain, there are a few nutrient sources like lion's mane medicinal mushroom that pack these kind of benefits. Researchers at the University of Malaya found that lion's mane has neuroprotective effects, literally being able to help to defend the brain against even traumatic brain injuries. It just makes the brain more healthy and robust. So again, this combination of medicinal mushrooms plus organic high quality coffee is a match made in nutrient heaven. Go to foursigmatic.com forward slash model. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com forward slash model to get 10% off their incredible mushroom elixirs, mushroom hot cocos, and mushroom coffees. Again, that's foursigmatic.com forward slash model. And now back to the show. 
I love that you're being, again, it's just honest. If you're starting earlier, absolutely better. But if you didn't start earlier, the second best time to start is now. Yes. And with that said, another key word you just said is investing. And that's a heavy word. Like it can mean so many things. There's so many different variations on what that can mean. Yeah. But I just want to, again, look at simplicity. What is the simplest, most obvious on-ramp for people? Because again, versus just your money sitting in account with in an account and essentially, I guess, depreciating at this point. Yeah. Um, versus your money being able to make money for you just by putting it in a different account. What about that simple S&P 500 on-ramp? What, what do you think of that? It's the best. It's, the, it's, the, it's for new investors, it's the only thing you should do. You should literally just get an index fund of the S&P 500. Vanguard has one. I'll give you the ticker symbol. It's VOO. If you Google VOO, you'll see Vanguard S&P 500. Go ahead and Google the stats on that for the last 20 years. It averages 10.75%. Great. Some years like right now, it might be down 8%. Good. Don't look at it. Isn't that even better to invest now? It's better to invest now. I mean, you know, because things are down. So people got scared, though. I know people that took all their money out right. in this year, in March, April, right? And this last month in July, the stock market went up over 10%. You just lost. When you take the money out, you've lost. As long as you keep the money in, it's just a paper loss. So if my portfolio is down $100,000, and I don't sell, and then all of a sudden the next month, it goes back up, I'm back to, I'm back to where I'm, I started at. As soon as you sell, now you're saying, and, and a lot of those people that sold, they're like, I'm gonna get back in the market when it starts to, when it gets better. Oh yeah, really? You're, you can time the market? Like that doesn't exist. Warren Buffett laughs at people like that. Like you can't time the market. He's, he's literally said on record at 90 some years old, like, I don't think I've ever bought the bottom of a stock, and I don't think I've ever sold at the top of a stock. And he's the greatest investor of all time. He gets $500 million in dividends from Coca-Cola alone a year. Jeez. So, I mean, it's like, it's just, it, it's time. It's just like, how much time can you, can you spend and to get started? But you are 100% right. You can just, you can literally put your money in every single month. You can allocate a certain amount of money every single month to the S&P 500. Can you explain what the S&P 500 is? S&P 500 is an index of 500 stocks and it's basically all US stocks. So it's a compilation of all these different stocks in every different industry. So you're completely diverse. So you'll have bank stocks and you'll have you know uh, you know airlines and you'll have technology and you'll have you know, everybody, if you turn on the news right now, you hear about like uh, semiconductors, right? Like, you know, chips and stuff. There's a shortage, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, you have all those. You have consumer brands. You have, you know, you, you'll have Nike. You'll, you'll own all these stocks in one fund. So basically, when an industry starts to tank and another one goes up, like let's say, for instance, like let's say the financial industry is not doing very well, but oil and gas is doing great right? They kind of offset they, 
offset themselves. Now, you're not you're not putting all your eggs in one basket. So you're not like, I'm just going to buy all Apple, right? And hope Apple goes up and up and up. But if something happened where Apple didn't, you could lose a lot of money. And in the S&P 500, that's probably not going to happen because there's other stocks to offset it. So it's very consistent. Now, you're not going to get the giant, huge return, but it's going to be consistent. And that's what that's what matters. I mean, who, who can I mean, it averages 10 percent over like 20 years. It's a lot of money compounding. So every year, mm. you know, you go, you, you know, you put 100,000 and you make 10, 10%, you now you have 110. So the next year you make 100 and you you make 10% on the 110. So it just goes up and up and up. And the and the the when you really start benefit from it is when you get to the mindset of like a percentage that you're going to allocate to your investing every single year. You know, I I say that um five to 15% is, is really good. You know, between five and 15% of your income going into your investment portfolio. And that might also be your, like real estate. It's not, it could, doesn't always have to be like stocks and stuff like that. Once you get a little bit more sophisticated, you can get into real estate or, you know, that kind of thing. You just said another huge keyword. I'm just pulling out these yeah, yeah. keywords that you're saying. You said consistent. That's mm-hmm. another tie back to health and fitness. It's not that big, you know, again, flash in the pan thing, which can happen from time to time. You it, might yes. find something that really clicks, but it's really the things that you're doing consistently. Mm-hmm. And also, again, with finance, we're stacking conditions so that these things are happening consistently. So I want to ask you about with the S&P 500, is this something that we can do ourselves? Is we can set something up we can the account right now, app? right now. Yeah, you can set up the account right now. Um, I, I did write down three names, like you could do it with E-Trade, it's all free. E-Trade, Ameritrade, or Charles Schwab. I think we might even be in a Charles Schwab building. I saw it outside somewhere. But anyway, um, those three have all platforms. There's other platforms. People always ask me, what about this one? What about this one? I I, I like the big ones. Like they ain't going anywhere. Like, you, you know, so, and you can sign up for the account. You link it to your bank account. You can transfer the money in. You can, you know, you could buy the symbol for the Vanguard fund is called VU. You could literally, right now, you could sign up for an E-Trade account. You could put money in the E-Trade account. You could look at what, how much VU is trading for. Maybe it's $300 a share or whatever. And you could buy a share and all this could be done within a couple of days. I think they might, I think they might, when they transfer the money, it might be 48 hour things for new accounts or something, but you could be in, starting investing right now. And then there's all these apps have, you could, you could set it up where it's like automatically every single month on a certain date, it just buys shares because you don't want to try to time the market. So it's better just to put it in once a month or once a quarter, like, cause some months you'll be up and some months you, like if you did, if you did it this year, right? Every quarter. So the first two quarters, you're putting money in the markets down. Now you just put in money and the market's up. So now it just, it balances itself out. This is fascinating. And, and again, I love the ease, you know, having that on-ramp. Again, we could do this stuff on our phone now today, which is yeah. such a huge advantage. So what about, you mentioned, this is part of a plan. Again, like the best way to get results with fitness is to have a plan. 
you know, having some modicum of mm-hmm. a plan. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned five to fifteen percent of our income mm-hmm. going towards invest mm-hmm. investing and you know, really looking out again for our future, for our kids' future, five to fifteen percent. Should we automate this somehow? You can. I you, you go you can go through the apps and automate that, or you could put it, you know, you could also I mean, it's just like your phone. Like you have the, like you've already said, let's let's put a reminder in for Money Monday, right? Let's put in another reminder every Friday that we're going to pay off our credit card by using our debit card so we can get that 2% back. So let's do another one where like on the first of every quarter, I have to put my allocated money into the account, right? So we just put in three reminders and we don't have to, we don't have to remember it. It's just like, okay. I'm putting in five to ten, five to 15% of my income, right? So I make $100,000. So I'm going to put in, I'm going to do 10%. So I'm going to put in $10,000. 10,000 divided by four is what? 2,500 bucks. So you're putting 2,500 bucks in every quarter. Done. And you set that and it's, um, it becomes a habit. And then what happens is, is you start to see after five or six years, you're like, wait a second, this is pretty good. Mm-hmm, right. And people that are doing 10 go, man, I wish I was doing 15, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, you know, there's been years where Shalane and I do well over 15 because there's been years where we don't need the extra money. So we put in, the, I'm not putting in, if I have an extra amount of money, it's not going into a savings account. You know, it's either going into our business that's going to make us more money or it's going into real estate you know, portfolio type thing, or it's going into our investments because at this point of our of our careers, our investment portfolio makes us more money than anything else. Anything else we have. This was one of the again good intention things that I did, and it has a purpose. But learning from you, I see where I could have done far more and far better. Which was, I made a decision. We'll just say maybe it was ten years ago to automatically have a certain amount, maybe it's $100 a month or $200 mm-hmm. a month of my income going into uh, another account, right? Mm-hmm. But it was going into a savings account. I think it was like maybe a 1% savings account somewhere. Uh, but again, this was a while ago. And I just, I honestly forgot about it. Like it just starts happening, you forget about it. Yeah. And then one day my wife told me, did you know there was like, just say like $3,000 in this particular account? I'm just like, damn, really? Like I had no, I didn't, because it was on, Autom- automation, it never touched me. Like Imagine if that just... was going into an S&P 500 account yeah. every single, <laughs> 10%, 10%, 10%, probably been like nine or $10,000. Yeah. It's great. It, I mean, um, but it's, it's good too to like always be aware of, of, you know, where your money's going and what's the best use of it. Um, I, I, I can already see people on the show, like listening to the show and go five to 10%, but what if I have debt? Right. And here's, here's where I differ from other people. Cause I'm, I'm, I want you to, I want you to get the habit. Cause I think once people get habits and they get success, they get fired up. Right. So I coach football for years. Right. And practice, practice sucks. But winning is great. And they, but if you practice over and over again and it becomes a habit, that's what makes the win. It's the same thing with everything else. When you practice that habit of fitness, then you get the win. When you practice the habit of finances, 
then you get the win. So here is my controversial, but this is the way I think we're down for, remember, we are $400,000 in debt. We paid off those credit cards. We paid off all the debt. But while I was paying off that debt, we started to invest a little bit, right? I talk, I talk about like how you can pay off credit card debt and, and I'm, I, we can go into that if you want, but um, I'm, always about, I'm always about the win and the feeling, right? But I wanted to start investing because I wanted to, I wanted to create that habit. I needed to create that habit. I was coming off a, a, as a, a addicted to gambling, right? I needed to create a different habit for me. And so most people would say, get all your debt rid of before you start investing. But then what happens is you get all rid of all that debt. Now you got to create a new habit of investing. Do them both. Get rid of the debt and start investing. Not a lot, just a little bit. It doesn't take a lot. Everybody thinks you need thousands and thousands of dollars to start investing. No, you don't. You don't need thousands and thousands of dollars. That's what you can do now. You can buy fractional shares. People are like, what's fractional shares? You literally, if Amazon, before, we're getting a little technical, but let's say, uh, Two months ago, Amazon was a $3,000 stock, right? People are like, I want to buy Amazon, but I don't have 3,000. You know, I don't want to buy just one share of Amazon, right? So you could buy fractions of it. You could buy 10% of a share, right? Or whatever. And so 300 bucks or whatever. Um, so there's no really excuse you can, because you can buy fractional shares. You can start the S&P 500 is such a great way to start. It's just... It's, you don't even have to do anything else. So, man, I, I've, I've never done this this frequently, but you said another catchword here. You said real estate. All right. Now, there's so much to this. And again, that this would be place for a whole other conversation. Yes. But since you said it, I want to just ask you a, a general kind of question about it. Because when it comes to real estate, there are two main domains with this. It's, it's you working in real estate and the, you know, purchasing and flipping and all the things that can come with real estate, you know, you getting properties. Like a business. And versus the other side, which is the home that you live in mm -hmm. and the framing that your house is an investment that was put into our culture. Like, where did that idea come from with, you know, because it's the American dream. Let's talk about now that. Now you're talking about like the 1950s. So the, so the banks needed a place to put, you know, they wanted money. They wanted to figure out like, okay, all these homes, let's build residential homes. And then we will convince through marketing that the American dream is to own your own home. But who wins, who, who wins when you purchase a home? The bank wins. So because they're getting the money up front, they're getting interest on the payments, they're getting all that kind of stuff. I have um I have I have a theory on in your the way you explain it is exactly right. There's two aspects. There's real estate investing, flipping homes, buying apartments, doing syndicated deal with apartments and a syndicated deal with apartments means like you put a group together, you buy an apartment, right? And you, you, you share all that stuff. Maybe you give it to like a, a management company and you just, you know, you collect off the rents, right? That's not what I'm talking about. That's different. I'm talking about the place that you live in, right? 
I don't think it's an investment. I don't think I don't think you um, where you live and where you raise your family is considered an investment. And this is the reason why is because for, for the most part, you're not going to make money on your house. No matter how long you live, in, because what happens is you, there's so many different payments that you have to make, right? You have property tax, you have insurance, you have upkeep, right? You have the down payment. What else do you have? Your wife comes home and says, let's redo the kitchen. Let's redo the master bathroom. Let's put in a pool, right? So you have all these expenses and people forget to add all those up when they go and sell their house. They literally, will, they'll buy their house for $500,000, sell their house for $650,000 10 years later, and they'll go, I made $150,000 on the house. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> because you got to go add up all that stuff. Yeah. You got to add up 10 years of property taxes. You have to have um, you know, insurance for your house, the, the upkeep. I mean, the upkeep on houses, right? So if you want to buy a house, Go ahead and buy a house. That that's it. Just go into it knowing that most of the time you're not going to make make money off the house. I mean, I live here in Southern California, and I'm in my fourth home right now, and I've only made money on one of them. Lost money on the other two, because the other thing is you don't know when that housing market's going to be good or bad. You you have to move. You have to move. Mm. And you know, two months ago, if you had to move, it was probably a pretty good time. But six months from now, I don't know. Yeah. And, he, and nobody else does. Um, so I encourage people to look at buying a home because to put 20% down, and I know everybody, you know, you know your real estate, um, your real estate listeners will come for me. You know, your realtors will come for me now. They'll be like, oh, there's other plans that you don't have to put 20% down. You can put 3% down. Yeah, well, that's what happened in 2008. People were in way over their heads. And if you don't put 20% down on your house, then the chances are you're in a big mortgage, right? You're in you're in way over your head and you're just getting in your getting in there. And the real estate agent doesn't care if you put 3% or 20% down cuz they're gone. They already got their commission. So they don't really care. But I always say like you should be able to put 20% down on your house if you want to buy it. That's a lot of money. So let me ask you a question. So if you had to, let's say we're just going to deal with a uh let's go with a $500,000 house cuz the Median price is four hundred thousand. So twenty percent down on that is what, hundred k, right? So what if you put that hundred thousand dollars that you were gonna put down because it's gone, mm -hmm. and you put it in the S and P five hundred, and then every single year, right? Not the five to fifteen percent. That's separate. But every single year you took what that house would have cost in terms of property taxes, upkeep, insurance, and you took that amount of money and you also added that to the S every single year. Hmm. And at the end of 10 years, right, with, the, with, with a 10% you know, return on that investment and you're adding to it every single year, what, where do you think you're better off? You think you're better off buying and selling that home or renting and investing that money Mm. And it's different for everybody because there's not too many people out there disciplined enough to do that. Because most people that I know that rent house, 
that rent their house, they use all their extra money and they go do stuff with it. They go do on vacations and they go do stuff that they probably shouldn't be doing. Mm. But if, if, if you could, if you could invest all that money, I think for the most part, you're going to come out ahead renting versus buying. But if you're not going to invest, and this is where, this is where I get my message confused to people. I'm telling you right now, go buy your house. If you won't, if you won't invest, it only works if renting only works if you're going to invest invest the difference. Mm. If you're not, if you're like, oh hell no, I'm not, I'm not going to invest. I'm going, I'm going to Mykonos for the summer. I'm going to spend that twenty grand going, you know, breaking plates. Yeah, breaking plates, going to Europe, right? Then don't, then buy a house, and because that's just like, you, you know, it's like you're putting money in. And maybe you get lucky and you'll sell it someday for more than you purchased it for, and. And you can think that you, you made $150,000 when you put a, when you put a pool in and a new kitchen and a new master right. and you forget about all that stuff. Right. We just frame stuff the way that we want to see it. Correct. You know, like, again, you just gave it a very, very clear example of what happens over the course of that 10 years. Like I made 150 K yeah. negating the fact that you invested an extra 200,000 into the house. Not to mention the interest that the bank got and all these other things. All the little things. So it's the, it's the framing in our minds. So it's the stories we tell ourselves and getting back to a place of logic. So I, yep. I love this. Yep. And I, I want to ask you about one more buying slash leasing thing. I remember when I first came to, to you guys' house, uh, maybe it was about six years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. you know, So Sleep Smarter was, yep. was coming out. And I came to hang out with you guys, and I hadn't really been out to LA, period. And I'm just like, man, you guys, this is this is a this is a dope house, a dope experience, a dope vibe. And you know, I saw Sierra; she's jumping out, jumping out of that new car, new new car smell. And I'm just like, man, they have nice cars, and like, but the thing is, on the surface, what tends to happen is people get into these extremes of, mm. you know, they're spending money they don't have to have those kind of things, or they're like living, you know, the, the meek lifestyle and like, you know, you don't see Warren Buffett wearing Air Jordans or whatever. You know, you got these two extremes. But then there are these people who show it's a both end world, mm. right? You can have nice things and you can also be smart with your money. And so part of that, seeing the cars, I'm curious about buying or leasing a car. And does this depend on whether or not maybe you, you have a business or something like that? Um, when it comes to like buying and leasing things, I defer to an accountant every single time, CPA. Mm -hmm. So whoever's your CPA, um, I think that you need to talk to them because first of all, um, it changes in every state, you know? So like I could give, I could give you advice um, from a California point of view, but it might be different in Texas or Florida or New York or something like that. So I don't like to give advice. Now through a business, I lease the cars because there's a portion of it that you can write off. Right. So um, that's why we lease the cars. Now, getting back to your point where, like, you know, some people like uh, live outside their means or, you know, or they have that common balance, like, it, you know, like Shalene and I do. If you can't buy it twice, I don't think you should buy it. Mm -hmm. That's my rule. Mm -hmm. So then I do that with the houses too. I was like, you got, you want to buy a million dollar house? It's going to cost you $200,000 to get in it. You have four hundred thousand bucks. They're like, no, I have two hundred thousand dollars. I go, okay, so now you're house poor. There's no emergency fund. There's no like, you know, now you know, now all your money's sitting in a house. Yeah, right. 
So I, I always say like, can you do it twice? Can you buy it twice? And then, yeah, then you can afford it. That's powerful, Brett. Like li- literally this is the mindset that I grew up with is like you hustle to get the amount needed yep. and you get the thing and then that's, then you got to deal with all the other stuff. But like then for it's example, just a thing. Like exactly. It's exactly. just a piece of, it's a thing. It's, it's just not that important, but we have this sense of urgency. So I'm thinking about when I was trying to get a car, you know, and you know, you get, you get that amount. And then what about the getting the license plates and the registration and all these things and also thinking about gas and thinking about Tinted all these other pieces. Or new, whatever, <laughs> new tires, new rims, whatever it might be. But I love this principle is of, but if you can't buy it twice, then you can't afford it. And yeah. just starting to take on that mantle. Yeah. So not to say that you can, again, go after those things that you enjoy or nice things, but just keep it in mind, like it's just a, a healthier money mindset yeah. to know that you know, I can get this, I can pay for this thing twice. Yeah. Right. And so now I have more of a permission. I've got myself to a level. I've trained myself to a place, again, going back to fitness, to where I'm qualified mm-hmm. to do that exercise yeah. of purchasing that thing. 100%. And going back to the real estate thing, you know, I love, I mean, I love real estate. I'm, I have, I have, I'm a syndicated partner in an in a apartment complex in Florida and one out here in California. And the one in California, I think we got into it. F- three and a half years ago, it's crazy how much equity it's got in it, right? And it's, I, so I love real estate and I love, and I love realtors and I love the real estate business. I'm just saying that there's always an opportunity to look like through a different lens other than what banks decided to tell you the American dream was to own your own house. That was a campaign by banks. So when something's like, when somebody's campaign, right? I mean, the smoking industry used to say that smoking was good for you, right? But just just because somebody tells you that it's good for you and it's an investment doesn't mean that it necessarily is true. And all I all I want to encourage people is to kind of like look at a different alternative than than what is like the status quo. And if you and if you're willing to do that, I mean, the sky's the limit in terms of you know investing and. It's just like anything else. When you start seeing results in the gym and with your fitness and with your health and the way you're eating and it makes you feel better and it makes you sleep better and you feel like a million bucks, the same thing happens with finances. All of a sudden you start investing and you're like, wow, I just made myself a thousand bucks. I want to do more. And then you do more and then you do more. And then 16, 16 years later, 15 years later, you're like, you know, I do, you feel good. And not to mention that, you know, if you're, if we're talking to spouses here, you know, talking about partners in finance, it's like the number one reason for divorce. Right. Number one. Is money issues. Not infidelity or anything like that. It's money. It's, they have the, they have different relationships with money and money's always an issue. So. Yeah. It's not weird fetishes, you know. No, it's. People just like super in the feet or no it's you know money. pokemon yeah it's money. money yeah it's money so it's splitting people up yeah and this is something again most of us a vast majority of us have no education on it and it's not it's not your fault like if you're listening to this right now and you're like god i and you're and this is getting you down don't let it get you down 
make it be the motivation to get like started. Like, yeah. you know, take take one or two things that we talked about today and start doing them like right now, whether it's paying down a little bit more of that credit card, going and getting a cash. I get DMs all the time. It's like, I was doing a debit card. I just got a cash back card and I got 50 bucks back from this card. You just, like 50 bucks. Like people, mm. are, you don't know, that changes people's mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Man, thank you again. You You came up to see me and you just give, you know, and that was the the mindset that you were coming in with. I don't think you know, but I know that you have a course yes. on this. And yes. I went and started looking into some of these stories. Mm. You know, it's not just it's not just the parents, it's not just, you know, uh men and women, it's it's kids mm -hmm. who are like some of these parents are like listening to the programs and the, that you put together with their kids and their kids the are getting thing. results. That's why I wanted I like it's it's all audio. I didn't make any I don't want any distractions. You just listen to my voice and I give action steps and what to do. And I get in DMs of people like I'm on my walk with my kids. We're listening to it. I'm starting. I got three homeschool parents that have bought the course and they're going to teach their kids. Part of their curriculum is going to be Incredible. the course and stuff because I'm not talking over anybody's just like this right now. I'm not putting any fancy words and all that kind of stuff like that because it doesn't need to be that way. It just needs to be like, you know, baseline stuff and just get started because there's so many people out there like we were just talking about that are like listening to this and they're saying, I don't, I don't have anything. And, the, and they're going to tune out. They really are. They're going to tune this out and they'll be like, la, 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 numbers, vesting, blah, blah, blah. But it's so simple to start and it's going to make you feel so good that you're doing something for yourself and your family. And, and it could even lead to like their families. Yeah. You know, yeah. Change the course of your family's history. Legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So what, where can people get the course? Um, we'll probably put it in the show notes, but it's just, uh, Shaleen, uh, Shaleen.com forward slash money matters. Okay. So Shaleen.com forward slash money matters. I'm not, um, I'm not big time enough to get my own like domain, I guess. <laughs> hey, listen, Shaleen, obviously she's an icon, but you know, you guys are a powerful, powerful team. Just remarkable and you know what we really admire about you guys is that you're also you know just about your family like you guys love your kids you show up you know you've really shown me that it's a both-end world mm -hmm. and you know because the 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 idea in the sphere of building your own building your own empire your own business is that you have to sacrifice your family in many ways and of course there are going to be seasons for things when you're grinding and going hard but we can create systems in our lives to where we're doing the things that matter most which for mm -hmm. most of us a lot of times we're trying to make money so that we can take care of our family but the our families need us Correct. more than anything so what if we found a way to do both so that's shaleen.com forward slash money matters that's c-h-a-l-e-n-e.com forward slash money matters we'll put that for you everybody in the show notes brett johnson you're the man thank you thank again you. for coming to hang out with I me i appreciate it because I know this can help. I know this can help people. Yeah, absolutely. It's an important part of the equation. So, yeah, I just appreciate it so much. Yep. Thank you. Awesome, Brett Johnson. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the show today. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. It's such an important part of our health conversation, and also just overall mental wellness to be able to properly and healthfully manage this area of our lives. Our financial fitness matters. So. I truly, truly do hope that you got a lot of value out of this. 
This is one to share up with your friends and family. You can send it directly from the podcast app that you're listening on. And of course, you can take a screenshot of this episode and share it on Instagram and Facebook and all those other great platforms. Tag me. I'm at Sean Model and tag Brett as well. Tag Brett Johnson and let him know what you thought about this episode. We've got some powerful masterclasses and epic guests coming up for you very, very soon. So make sure to stay tuned. Take care. Have an amazing day. I'll talk with you soon. And for more after the show, make sure to head over to themodelhealthshow.com. That's where you can find all of the show notes. You can find transcriptions, videos for each episode. And if you got a comment, you can leave me a comment there as well. And please make sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a rating to let everybody know that the show is awesome. And I appreciate that so much. And take care. I promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help you transform your life. Thanks for tuning in.